It's time for the Motown Rundown, presented by Impact 89 FM, WDBM. This is your home for all things Detroit sports, from the Lions and Tigers to the Pistons and Red Wings. Now here's your host, Ryan Rabinowitz. How's it going, folks? Episode 51 of the Motown Rundown. Welcome in. As always, I'm your host, Ryan Rabinowitz, joined alongside Trent Bailey. And Ryan Collins coming to you from the Impact United FM studios in East Lansing, Michigan. How's life, guys? Good. Good, good, good. National title was a great game. Had a good time. Sprinkled in the Bachelor that night. It was great. That's good. We will talk about the Bachelor today. Trent, how are you? Life is good. Life is good. Everything's everything's going great right now. Got an online class that I didn't know I had a ton of stuff to do for a Friday, so that's kind of stressing me out. Good. I uh, I got 10 credits so far. I have to add another class, which what? I haven't done yet. How it's do you a, not add uh, Because it's an internship course, so i got to find an internship. Oh. Then you add the class, and then you do what you got to do. So um, you're, it sounds like you already have the class. But I not yet. i got to find an internship. i got 10 credits, and we're smooth sailing right now. All my friends are going out tonight, too. I'm, I'm leaving for Nashville tomorrow morning. We've got a big uh, big tournament with the 05 team. So we're rolling out to Nash Vegas tomorrow morning. 05, and, uh, does that make you feel super old? It does, yeah. I didn't. I, there's uh, the one other team that I coach. They are... 2010s. I didn't even know people were born in 2010. Like I just didn't put it together. 2010s. Like people were born in 2010. Yeah, they're they're nine, ten years old. They're nine you. Wow. Believe it or not. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh my god. But it I, gives uh, me the willies. Like, the what are you a nine? What are you a 98 or 99? Like yeah. Yeah. I'm a 98. What are you? Are you a 10 or a 09? I'm a 98. 99. Um, I spent all yesterday cutting up game film, which was which was good, scouting the oppositions. You're probably great at this, aren't you? I love doing it. Like, I initially, I took it upon myself because I will say we've had a very successful season so far. I'm not going to jinx anything. I won't tell you the record or anything. But we're, Tell me the record. No, we can look, at, look us up. We've been playing. We've been playing. I don't want to jinx anything, <laughs> dude. Where am I going to look you up? Anywhere. The internet, you can look up the internet of things. I don't know why this got me so irrationally mad. Why can't you tell me the record of your team? Because I don't want to jinx anything. So you're undefeated. No, we're not undefeated. But we're playing really well right now. How many games in a row have you guys won? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. But we're, we're having yeah, a good nah, year. You, you can't tell me the record. Are you serious? We're having a good year. Okay. I don't want to. I don't want to jinx. Is, I don't want to. the show's gonna be today. <laughs> no, no. I just. I don't want to jinx if we go down there and like lose because I'm talking about how good the team is. They're having a really, really good year. Um, so I was, yeah, I took it upon myself as an assistant coach to go out and, and scout some of these other teams. There's, there's only game film on one other team that we play. So I put together like their records and their rankings and their goals for goals against this one team, the Philadelphia Blazers. They better watch out. Cause I know absolutely everything about them. They're not great. They stink. This is, I love how much you work at this. This well, is, I, I think it's awesome. I'm serious. What I'm, not, do, I'm what, not even. What I want the problem? record. I want the record. Okay, we are. Uh, Collins, where's I'll, the wood? You know I, what? Is there a wood How about this? Knock when on? you guys talk about right here, I'm knocking on it for this you. This is like linoleum. Knock no, on right wood here. If you're with me. Here, grab, grab that Inside guitar. The, um, grab, grab that guitar. This is metal. This is metal. Grab the guitar. That's grab not, the guitar. It, grab the guitar. Is that wood? It's at least wood paneling. No, that's not wood. Yes, it is. That's plastic. Look at no. Lift it up. Look at the. Look at the. Hand Look at the, the gradient of it. It's wood. Hand me the guitar. Okay, knock on wood. We are eighteen one and two this year. Oh, wow. So we are. So we're rolling. But we're again knock on wood. I tell we tell the guys all the time. Anyone can can beat anyone on any given day. So we got to show up. So been scouting the other team. I have the Philly Bla- uh, Philly Blazers down pat. I know everything. I know more Philly than they Blazers. do about their own team. Um, right, so okay. the team from Florida and the team from Missouri we don't know much about. But anyway, leaving tomorrow. Excited to go to Nashville. That's gonna be awesome. 
it's gonna be cool i don't know how i'm gonna i have to interact with the parents and like the you know the, the kids they're 14 and under or whatever so we'll see excited but life's good <laughs> you're just in the hotel lobby with the parents just and talking about talking game chopping up shop yeah i mean whatever i'm just that's what a coach I'm, does i'm going i'm going down to win that's how i'm viewing this you know I, everyone like my friends are like oh man what a blast like, you're gonna get so hammered down there it's gonna be great i'm like look it's a business trip. Because if we, here's the thing. If Are we you get, missing class for this, by the way? No, I leave. To, I only have class Monday, Wednesday. So I leave tomorrow and we come back That's Monday. That's preposterous, by the way. Whatever. Dude, you guys say all the time while you're in the journalism school and you guys like don't have class ever, like final exams. That's, we don't have, we don't have exams. Damn. We have projects. Okay. Which is basically Pro well, yuchos. either way. Either way. Um, but yeah, I, I'm. I was just. How's that Spanish class treating you? Know, I just heard proyectos. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, uh, it's all right. That's the class I, I got a bunch a of stuff. Sorry, what, 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 fine. So you're what is your buddy? I was telling story. I was just say, I was saying how I'm going down there to win. Because yes. if we go, if we drive all the way down there and we can't pull out a win for these guys, I'm gonna be pissed. Or do you have to drive? No. Uh, one of the other, one of my uh, good buddies who coaches the 07 or 08 team that's also going down there. Um, he's driving with me and the head coach of my team. Huge. Our team. So it's gonna be a good time. Uh, yeah. I yeah. I got my own room. Wow, that's yeah. paid for. Yeah, very nice. Yeah, very appreciative. This of sounds the amazing. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's it's a good gig. But I like I said, I and that's why do I you took get paid it up, for this. And I do not. Okay, I took it upon myself to go look up some of these, you know, some statistics and whatnot for these teams because I want to win. I for these kids, there's nothing worse than going all the I way to a tournament. Kids. I, I love do. Them. I love there's them. Nothing, there's nothing <laughs> worse than going down to a tournament and then you get absolutely hosed and you come down with nothing. There's no point in going. That's just not true. Let's go win it and bring the medal. What home. are you talking about? Going on a travel, if you're on a travel baseball team or any travel sport and you go on a trip with, with hotels involved. All the boys are in the pool. Yeah, it's the best. Ta- talking shop. They were, they talking were, shop in a hotel room. They were chirping me. The, playing mini our, our head coach, after our last game, we we clinched our – we won our league championship um, by default. There was one other team that was somehow in the running with us, but we took care of – we beat a team like 8-2 to two the other night. So we won the league. And then our, in the locker room afterwards, our head coach was like, yeah, was like we got Nashville on the clock. Like, you guys are going to see Coach Rabs in, in a bathing suit. And everyone was chirping like, oh, you're probably so – so fat and gross, okay. and I'm like, whoa, guys. It's... I would have been like, enough of that. And I'm the one that runs their off-ice conditioning stuff. Yeah. Like, I got them. I'm putting them through the ropes. I literally just be like, I could absolutely murder all you kids. You understand that? Like, it's, it's a safe sport violation. You can't say that to the kids. Fine, whatever. I'll just be like, I would absolutely run all your guys' show, so you better watch out. <laughs> how, how, show. how short is your leash? Like, what would you have to do to get kicked? No, you're like, a coach's guy. You're a coach. You're a team guy, right? Yeah, no. I'm a, I, I mean, player's side, too. I me. think it's a cool dynamic because, like, I'm obviously 22, and these kids are 14, 15, so. They love you. They, yeah, they, they res- I think I, I feel a pretty good amount of respect from everyone that they listen to what I have to say. And I run their, like I said, I run their off-ice, so I'm yeah, in but charge you, of. They love you. They, they love they, the young guy. You're a state champ. What's that? Head coach, what's the head coach age? Uh, probably like he's like mid thirties, I think. So yeah, you're you're yeah. The well, boys they, love you. Yeah, they always like they're chirping me and they're like making fun of my clothes. Like every time I show up, they like make fun of my clothes. Like oh, your pants are too tight. Like that's just it's whatever. I'm like a like a I guess that's fun. Yeah, that's a fun. It's age. cool. You gotta be yeah. no. You gotta be like this. How you get ladies, dude? That, yeah, the no, tight we talk pants. about we talk about girls. I'm like yeah. I, I, I the first thing <laughs> you talked well, about. the first thing I said when we sat <laughs> down. You talk about when when we sat down the first the first day of of practice. I like you know introduced myself. I'm like you know look these are. 
These are my expectations oh, when you're God. in here. I'm just I'm well, I've set the this, tone. This is getting like too coach speed. <laughs> we got to move on. Well, a I'm just bit. saying I set the tone and I said you know I'm saying look I understand you guys are at a very delicate age. I've been there. <laughs> you know if you if you want to talk about anything like you got to be there for your players. I'm like you guys gonna grow pregnant or something? Let me know. I'm like yeah. they all laughing. Well, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a good time. But anyway. That sounds point. awesome. Um, back to the podcast. Uh, a couple things I want, some housekeeping items that I want to get out of the way before we move into the bulk of the show today. Uh, once again, for those of us that are listening on Facebook Live, for those of us, for those of you that are listening on Facebook Live and are listening to our podcast version right now, our episodes are now being recorded on Wednesdays. We will record around 8 p.m. So for your Facebook Livers, clear the schedule for Wednesdays a day because we will be here on the Facebook Live every week. Um, and then for you people out there listening to the podcast, where are you going right now? <laughs> they're sitting got, over here somewhere. I got, some, I got some here. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, Collins. I yo, I was Listen, rolling with my speech. There, there was a great. If the people listen back, there was a great like sweatshirt scraping of the microphone yeah. there. Whatever, Collins can situate. Um, if you're listening to the podcast, expect <laughs> that to come out on Thursdays. Usually, again, we're recording Wednesday at eight. So. Bear with us. Another thing, too, I will say it probably every week until they kick me off the show. Uh, we are now on Spotify and iTunes. So if you have not yet, go subscribe to us on iTunes. You can search up uh, Motown Rundown. You can search up Impact 89FM and whatever. You can find us, subscribe to our podcast, and you will see only our podcast episodes, not the 300 other ones that come across the station. So uh, you'll get those every week when those are posted in Spotify, too. You can follow us on Spotify. New episodes there. So that's all. Fantastic. Uh, today on the show, we have a couple things to do. Uh, the Motor City Minute makes its return. A couple little housekeeping Woo! things there. Uh, we'll talk Pistons for a second. We have some Lions news. Of course, Corey Underland being named the new Lions defensive coordinator. And we will do some position grades, end of the year position grades, a report card of such. Uh, Not a was, lot of good ones. Right. It was Trent's idea. I have a lot of failing uh, grades over here. but Yeah. I think it's going to be a that. cool way for us to get a little – Written content, yeah, out on the website. Yeah, good. Right? As long as I don't have to write it. You, if you're, if <laughs> no, you're gonna, no, I, I will transcribe yeah, you can it. All. Type yep. You actually we'll be, like it's we'll bizarre that you actually enjoy writing. Like, I love good it. for you, but it's my, my first love, writing. Wow. Now my first love is actually swimming. My my second love is writing. Incredible. First um, love, Jennifer Aniston. Second. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm, no, kidding, I'm kidding. Jennifer Aniston always now always that GQ forever. magazine like in 08. Wow. Little Ryan didn't know what to do. There good stuff. Go. Sorry, um, on that, I didn't like. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> I'm very. That's a embarrassed. good. On, on that good. note, we will segue. Do we want to talk Bachelor first? Yeah, let's start sure. first. Okay. Well, here's the thing, Collins. We were talking in the Green and White Report group chat, and we we were doing the Bachelor segment on the Green and White Report, and Collins goes. Yeah, I don't really know if we should like do it every week. It's gonna get stale. Like, dude, it's <laughs> and, I, and I'm trying to explain. It's an episode once a week. We're running out of things to talk about on the Green and White Report because the the MSU teams here kind of stink. Besides the basketball team, can I There's explain? Talk about. Can I explain why this is hilarious? Because the dynamic here is funny. Because you love doing this so much. Rabinowitz loves the Bachelor talk. He loves it. Yeah, because it's it's good for the brand. It is. He it's likes to get his opinions up. out there. Change it up. Collins, on the other hand, is a Bachelor veteran. He's a seasoned I vet. It. I love this. He show. loves the show. But the way Collins, admittedly, by per his own admission. You know, sometimes, you know, there's a little bit of slacking going on in the beginning of the season because yes. you've got to wait until it gets down yeah. to the good stuff. That's so right. I, I that see is, where you're both coming from. My, I'll let you finish. No, no, I, that's point. it. That's why it's hilarious. My point is the Nets, like, this episode, I watched bits and pieces because the national championship was on, and I was busy yesterday, so I couldn't lock in for the entire episode. But I will say this. the net, This episode and the episode Nets, you're trying to, like, who are those girls? 
Like there's just random girls popping up on like the show. You either set. forgot we're there. Or yeah, you just... yeah. But I'm saying there was enough drama. Did you watch no. the episode? No, I watched. I did not watch it all. What are we supposed some... to listen? There was a national championship I, dude, game on. I watched it and then on last Hulu night. Yesterday. I went and saw a movie. What'd you I see? Saw a movie, 1917. It was good, wasn't it? So like it was one shot. It was right? actually like a little overrated. Okay, maybe oh. we should. It was good. We actually should probably hold off this week on Bachelor Talk if you're gonna be the only one who's not like. A... Well, you, you I can, heard you about can give your sh- thoughts. I I have thoughts about the champagne debacle, but I I want Trent's thoughts too. It it needs to be a collective effort if we're gonna do it. I can't. We we literally put. Uh, we should have communicated. But I put on the Facebook post. Look, look we're look, gonna okay, talk. Okay, okay, let's talk about it. Let's talk, talk about, about it. I'm ready to go roll. Go for it. Go for it. I'm. Re- I, yep. Rabinowitz, I, I, watched, I saw some of it. I, I watched seventy five percent of the episode. Okay, there's just a couple things that I want to touch on. You're Trent. I, what happened to you? You, you, you look. You're, I, I, Trent's a fair I, I weather enjoy, no, 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 no. I am. I've admitted. No, Trent is fine. The one week they have the national title game and the Bachelor at the same time is fair game. I didn't watch it live. I watched bits and pieces like during it, yeah. like during halftime and stuff, and then I watched like a little bit on Hulu yesterday before my I am basketball game. Two for three from three point land, just to let everyone know. Uh, Collins it. is J.R. Smith. That will forever be my player comp. Yeah, well, it's a pretty good player comp. But, yeah, uh, no, it's great. It's not that, a dig. No, it isn't a dig. But I will say this: that is one of the dumbest things ever. If the, if ABC was smart, I mean, they would just move it to Tuesday and just own the week, or move it to Wednesday. Like, just they had the Jeopardy thing on Tuesday, which owned right. the TV ratings. Why don't you just move The Bachelor to, like, a special Wednesday episode and just own the TV ratings? Because it would also be, I mean, it would be a longer week, and then it would be a shorter week. And people then people love wouldn't it. love yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't call it a shot. They would love the two episodes in five days yeah. thing. I have awesome. three I have three talking points from this episode. Okay. Let them rip. First, we just have to close the book on the Hannah B thing and the group date drama. Because, obviously, Pete had to cancel the group date because... How Everyone was, was all touching? disheveled. How goes? How weird was what? The Hannah B and Pete's like sh- touching. That was very. Dude, there's. Odd. But the, you have to under like there is still something there, and I don't think that we've. I said you no, you said last week, and I agree with you that you're gonna see Hannah B one more time. It's gonna be this week, and that was gonna be it. I think she's coming no, back. That's not. No, that's not what I said. I said she's gonna be off the show in five minutes this week, which she basically was. Oh, it was a quick turnaround. Okay, and you'll see her like mid-season, maybe. You'll be like, yeah. "Hey, Pete, <laughs> I still got like feelings." She's in the like, and you know, yeah. you know the one clip she's they... like in Barcelona randomly when they're there. You know the one clip they keep teasing with Pete's mom, where he she's crying. She's like, "You can't let her go" or whatever. I think it's Hannah. I think that she's gonna come back into the picture. Nah. I don't think anyone's. I'm I'm thinking I'm thirty steps ahead of nah. everyone in this in this whole thing. Um, but either way, I think the Hannah B and the group date thing, you had to cancel. First of all, you had to talk to Hannah B. I'm glad he sat down with her. But two, what Pete sent her away, it had to happen. She shouldn't. She should not be allowed to join the show. I like that. Um, and I'm sorry that it ruined the group date. But every girl that had a conversation with him after this happened, it was like, yeah, it was just so hard today. I was sick and tired of hearing about it. Like, I'm sorry it had to happen. I get it. Tough spot. The, you know, so-called ex comes swooping in. You're trying to get to know this guy. She's taken away all the time. But, like, move on. Like, Natasha, how she led this whole rampage of, like, this is ridiculous. This is BS. Leave the show, then. Leave the show. No, but at, all I, you, all she does is complain, and she's dude, taking on this. Dude. She's taking on this mantra of like, you I'm, got- like I'm the boss of the house. Like I'm gonna be the one that's gonna stand up for the girls and like she's tell older. Pete, like yeah, you're 31. Like you're not gonna win. Yeah, Goodbye, right. dude, like, dude. Get out. I I can tell you haven't watched the show for like 
you got to get the skin thick for that because that is basically 75% of the show is like a group of girls who are not going to win because they get themselves in the mud because they're not crazy enough to get to that crazy, crazy level that you need to be to be in the like the mix, actually. Yeah. Like, this is how the Bachelor breakdown goes. Like, there's three girls who could probably actually win and who he actually kind of likes, and there's, like, that one super hot girl who's insane, like, maybe manically, like, in, like she might yes. be manically insane. And they're just trying but, to and, get something out of her. And, and she's just feeding the whole entire house, and the three girls who stay out of it usually are, like, in the finals, and, like, the other girls who, like, dig in the mud, just, like, and then they're like, I never got my time with Pete because I was fighting with Hannah Ann. Yeah. Like, because you're a moron. It's a dating show. Right. You're not I supposed agree. to be friends with these people. Stick your neck out there. You're not supposed to be friends with these people. I don't get how people at The Bachelor and Bachelorette become, like, best friends after the show. That's why I can't stand Tammy. Like, Tammy's trying to, like, coddle everyone when they get upset. So that can bleed us into our, our Kelsey and Hannah Ann situation. By the way. I was re-watching the batch this episode with my one of my roommates today because he's trying to catch up. Every time Hannah Ann comes on the screen, I get weak in the knees. Okay. Like it is I I she is the most beautiful woman I've ever seen in my entire life. Okay, I wonder that far. You really? There's she's, more She's perfect. No, she's beautiful. They're all Gorgeous. objectively very attractive but, people. But on Hannah this show. Hannah Ann makes me feel a way that I haven't felt in years. Okay. Years. Like, okay. I, I I mean it's it's incredible. To the eye of the beholder. Oh, well, I think she's gorgeous. So she, she is. She, she is. Can, she can do no wrong. Kelsey sucks. You can't be crying. First of all, I don't know what she had done to her nose, but oh, she looks whoa, like Michael whoa, Jackson. Whoa, whoa. It's like, okay. It's like, okay. The, I can't I'm steal the nose. You. I'm going to stop you right here. We're getting down a slippery slope. <laughs> Whatever, dude. I'll call, but call like you see she it. She looks like Michael Jackson. It's a PG-13 show. Okay. If you want to be that point, guy. Beside the point. She's I I think Hannah Ann is absolutely innocent when it comes to the champagne situation. Whatever whatever Kelsey's I whole, hope she wasn't though. Whatever I right I do too because it's just gonna stir the pot. Whatever Kelsey's whole story about how you see the champagne sitting out there with candles. How do you not know it's not yours? There's champagne everywhere. There's booze everywhere. Yeah. Everything's lit up. There's lights. No one knows what the hell is going on. She saw the champagne. She sat down with Pete. Pete doesn't care about you, Kelsey. You have to know that. Hannah Ann wakes up every day in that house, and she knows that she's a top dog. Oh, she, for sure. She, she That's knows. why, yeah. It's, she's a it's winner. beautiful. She's I, a winner. I cannot get myself to dislike Hannah Ann. I believe okay, she's innocent. Be, okay, let's be honest. I, I'm just going to say this. Every girl who watches The Bachelor does not like Hannah Ann. Because because she embodies everything these girls aspire to be. No, it's because... She gets the attention. She's got no, the looks. It, no, it's because every guy looks past, past that she's an probably a psychopath disagree because, yeah you are you are so blind you are so blind right now you find her so attractive that you're just willing to look past i am that she's manically probably insane i am i love her unconditionally i i do too i love how crazy she is but I, she's but, not crazy she's insane dude <laughs> she's, she's insane i think she's, she's insane what about Kelsey then? How Kelsey's a loser though. She is a loser. That's she, different. You're crying too much. It's all about like I, like I, dude, I. She needs to go. I cannot believe the only reason why Pete kept her around is is one. I'm sure the producers were like, hey, we need this girl for one more week. It's great content. But he probably feels bad. She made a mess of herself with the champagne. She spilled it all over her face. It was great. That I was so left. funny. I would have left the house. So funny. Wait. So okay. So here's the deal. Someone picked. She picked up the wrong champagne bottle, no. and everyone Kelsey, got this. Look, Kelsey. Uh, 
apparently Kelsey has had this bottle of champagne that she's been saving for her, for a year since her last birthday, saving it for a special occasion. So she admittedly, she hasn't had a ton of time with Pete. So what she did was she took the bottle of champagne, put it in the ice bucket, lit some candles around the fireplace. It was going to take Pete out there to drink the champagne, whatever. It's going to be a special moment. Fast forward, she's telling everyone about the champagne, how special it is. And she's getting emotional and worked up. First, she got into it with McKenna because she's like, oh, you took him away from me. Like McKenna that. stinks, though. Dude. McKenna's a snake. I think McKenna's a snake. Okay. You're going to see in, in, in future episodes. But anyway, but I need, let me finish the story. Do you, can... any of you guys have family members who are named McKenna? No. No. Okay, I just, then I can say this. <laughs> I I will say, I've never met a McKenna who wasn't a snake. <laughs> I need something about that name. I've never I met a McKenna, period. McKenna. The spelling of it too, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. She's a snake, and that's where you think Hannah Ann's like crazy. Like, I think McKenna's like she'll do whatever it takes. She would like. Oh hurt yeah, that, that, that's why I love it. That's why I love the show. But either that, way, those are the girls who went. Sorry, I'm cutting. No, yeah, I'm just. I want to get the story out the trend. So yeah. Kelsey it has so this whole champagne ordeal going on. All of a sudden, you hear a champagne pop when they're on the couch, and it's Hannah Ann and Pete are drinking her champagne. So Kelsey comes out and immediately is a mess, and she's like. You know what you did. Like, you did this on purpose. Meanwhile, there's a whole different bottle of champagne, like, 30 feet away at a different location, which Kelsey proceeds to knock over when they go over to that one. So she's making this big deal. First of all, one, it's champagne. Like, relax. And two, for you to point the finger at Hannah Ann, like, oh, you saw the candles and the champagne sitting out there. How'd you not know it was mine? Like, what are you serious? What are we doing here? Yeah. So the whole episode, she's, like, bitter and, like, it's just so unfair. Like, whatever. I, I can't stand her. She needs to go home. She's and she's she's got no chance. No, but then what happened when the, I saw the gif of like yes, yeah, so her and Pete go to the other champagne bottle and Pete pops it and it's all fine. Then she goes to drink it from the bottle and it spills all over her face. So it was just so embarrassing. <laughs> it was so far. I will say this though, That's how awesome. diabolical is that if she knew? There's no chance like. But that's, the it, producer, it, yes. first of all, the producer told her definitely to drink that like, champagne. They say, hey, here's the champagne. She probably didn't know that. Yes. It's so diabolical. I would love to be a producer of one of these shows. Right. Yeah, you're just an evil person. Right. I know. But I, okay, you, you cannot no, tell no, no, me no, that Hannah Ann knew. These, these producers. Hannah Ann doesn't have to pull stunts like that to get attention. But she does. I dude. didn't love her playing the victim card like she was being bullied, though. Like, I don't. But she is 23. She's one of the youngest ones in the house. No, dude, that's. First of all. If you're 23 and you're on The Bachelor and you're that attractive, first of all, you're going there to get Instagram followers yep. and build your brand. You're not there to find love. It's just a fact. Just a fact. You're so cynical. I'm not cynical. I just know what The Bachelor is <laughs> about. Hannah Ann is going to be an absolute star on either The Bachelorette or The Bachelor in Paradise. Because she's not winning this. A a as much as I love Hannah Ann, she's not winning it. I, I don't zero know. There's zero chance. Who wins? Who, okay, you know, we should start doing power rankings. Kelly. Who wins right now? Okay. Are we doing personal power rankings or power rankings in the show? In, in the show. Like, not in the show. Like, who you think Who you think the front runners are right I now? I thought Madison was a front runner until I saw that she literally had a burner account tweet. Did you see that? No. There was like, there was a burner account tweet. It was like, God, Maddie is so genuine and such a nice person. And it came from her Twitter, basically showing that she has a burner yeah. account. Ooh. I know. A lot thickens. But I, I, I like Maddie. I, I, the girl in the hotel room, I keep forgetting her name. She's a problem. The hotel Kelly. room. Kelly. Dude, Kelly. Kelly's a yeah. problem. Kelly's going to win. And she did not get a lot of airtime. By the way, how you sent Courtney home is beyond me. They didn't <laughs> give her enough. I mean. They didn't give her enough airtime too, but which 
Why, why am I blanking on her? Because they don't give her airtime. Kelly didn't Kelly didn't have much to say in this episode either. Um, but I think it's a still Kelly, Madison, and uh, and uh, and Anne right now is for me. Uh, my last thing about the Bachelorette or Bachelor, not Bachelorette, Victoria F. Huge moves in this episode. She got a rose after the uh, after the fashion show. I think no, did she? Well, because Hannah Ann won the fashion show and deservedly so. But I like Victoria F. Because she's real. And you had some real moments on camera with her about she was exposed, you know, I'm a little bit insecure. I'm kind of shy. No, I don't, no, no, I don't no, operate. No. I, I'm not buying this. I don't, you I, like her because she's one of your people. What do you mean she's one of my people? She, you what got two girls and she's one of yours, No, right? she's not. Victoria P is one of my girls. Oh, this is Victoria okay, okay. F. I digress. Never I, mind. I, I, I was ready to I, jump all over you. They shouldn't be allowed to have the same name in The Bachelor. I hate that. They yeah. had that last season with like eight different Hannahs. Yeah. I'm so Luke confused. P, Luke S. Yeah, I hate it. Like... There should you should have to change your name if it, your name's the same as another guy. <laughs> Whoever's the better like loot gets loot, and the other, the other guy has guy to go by their middle. Go name. by their middle name. Lucas. Yeah. Like if you're it. the more the beta, like whoever the let's like, say there's another Hannah. Hannah Ann's taking her name. Yeah. The other girl's taking like Kelsey or something. Yeah. But I I think Victoria F. You saw some moments from her where she's like, yeah. I'm a shy girl. I don't do well in the group dates. I have a hard time standing out. And I appreciate that's, that she was being genuine and real with Pete. Contestant in The Bachelor. No, history. but she she kind of she's a shy. She comes off as very reserved, quiet, and she look, she did You're great. A sucker, dude. She did great in the she did great in the fashion show. Sucker. I thought she should have won. The second dress was fantastic. Um, but then, you know, she got upset and she was contemplating leaving and obviously she's not going to, I think Victoria F is someone and I don't, they, they're, they're kind of trying to push this. What's her name? Is it Sarah Sydney? They're trying to push Sydney, but she got a rose too. She got one of those roses after they have in the conversations on the couch. So they're trying to push her Victoria. If you got to watch out, yeah. I'm just saying, but again, we have a lot of girls that haven't got a ton of airtime. Yes. There's a ton. I will say this. My last comment before we move into sports and about the bachelor. Don't read between. Don't like read between the lines too much this early. We got a lot. We got. It's a long game. Yes. It's a long game. But if you are not getting airtime now, you're not gonna win the show. It's just like the, you, there's no shot. Like you, you might be, you might be like make it to the hometown. You might have like a big week. But like hi, like history like shows like Christina whatever her name was. She was at Nit Vile season a couple of years ago. Absolute smoke. She's from Russia. She was young. I think she made it to hometowns, maybe right before. But she left because they did. She didn't get a lot of screen time in the beginning of the season. You're like, why did she not like get screen time? She's out of like Russian accent. She seems like a normal human being, and because she wasn't gonna win the show, they're not gonna give screen time to people who are just like a non-factor in the long yeah, run. Yeah, that's true. So, so I'm just saying that. Okay, fair enough. We won't read into it. Uh, join us next week for more Bachelor talk. Yes. Yeah, and I'll, I'll do better. I, I mean, apologize. Yeah, I, I apologize. Let me ask one thing of you. Um, now we will move into some sports, and I would like to bring back uh, America's favorite segment, the uh, Motor City Minute. Look at this. This is beautiful. Uh, <sighs> not much exciting news, but I have to read it because we don't want to talk Tigers and Red Wings today, but some things happened. Uh, Tigers signed veteran pitcher Ivan Nova to a one-year, $1.5 million contract. He had an MLB high 34 starts for the White Sox last year, 11 and 12 on the season with a 4.72 ERA. The Detroit Red Wings lost to the New York Islanders last night, 8 to 2. Giovanni Smith ending his first NHL goal of his career. They will play the Penguins at home on Friday, and that was the Motor City Minute.
done in roughly 32 seconds. If you are on the <laughs> Facebook Live, listen to the music. It's pretty spectacular. Yeah, so that's it. That's how that's how we cover the uh, abysmal teams that play. My mom says, hi, boys. Hello, Mrs. Bally. She sa- which means she's including all three of us, just so you know. The goat. Good. Okay. She loves you guys. It's beyond me. The goat. She's the goat, dude. She tunes <laughs> in every week. I agree. Thank you for your support. Um, I guess we can now talk about the Pistons. I guess you guys can talk about Detroit, the Pistons. Detroit. Uh, yeah, I mean. Well, recently, uh, dropping games of the Cavs, Pelicans, and Bulls, these guys stink. Like, I hope you guys know that. I hope you know here, that you guys watch this team and they are horrible. What, what, what is that? You think me and Trent are going to come on here and just be like, yeah, these guys are good. And, no, no. I, think, I think he thinks it offends us when he says that. No. no I, 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 I hold myself. Because, no, 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 listen. He, listen, let, let me. I, he I, holds himself I Pistons know. free. Yes, but you, that's, he, that's what it is. He, are you he, watching the Red Wins last night lose 8-1 to and Mike <laughs> Green? 8-2. Eight eight to, eight eight to turn it off. So, and, and watch Mike Green just look like a pylon out there. I turned it listen, off. Listen, Rabinowitz is so proud of the fact that he's pissed free and that's why when he comes in here and he just wants to reassure the fact that he's making the right decision i knew these this. guys yeah. stink yeah. i knew this you're right already. um to answer your question not a whole lot to report different than last week you're right they have they're three beating weeks the and they lost right them all now. uh yeah they won't that i don't i, I hate Tra- sounding so negative straight just i know you hate sounding negative but at this point the pit there's been rumors that the pistons are not going to trade rose unless he Ask for, Ask a for a trade, and you know what? Like who? Like this guy's been here for like three months, you, and we're treating him like he's like like if like Chauncey like was yeah. still here. I get. I agree. People need to like settle down because once Drummond goes, Rose will go. The problem is they need to trade Derrick Rose right right now yeah. because his value will never be higher. Yep. And like a contender he, will actually take him. Like yes. he would be so good on the Lakers. And and the thing about Derrick Rose, he has I don't does he have a play I think he has a team option, not a player option. I could be completely I don't know. wrong. I'm not sure. It's a two year deal though. It's a two year deal, excuse me, but you can give value for Derrick Rose. He's at a very good yeah, bargain. You could. Like he like say like Eric Bledsoe's injury turns out to be more significant, like Maybe the box the will be box, like, yeah, yeah. Like no, first I, rounder. I, like I, that's just what I'm saying. You gotta figure something out where he's gotta go soon. But like you said, there's nothing really to report on. Just trade Andre Drummond. Keep playing Seiko. Yes, Seiko's let Seiko play. Let Svi play. When Luke Kennard is healthy, let him just run it. Seriously. What, what, first of all, this is like I've watched probably like three or four Pistons games in the last month. What is wrong with Luke Kennard? He had something. He's out for two weeks. He had something. How? He's not something played in like his, a month. I, I don't remember what exactly it was. But, yeah, he's I supposed to be that. reevaluated in a couple weeks. Or is Reggie like Jackson still on the team? He is. Yes. I have such a bad theory, by the way, with why we're not trading Rose. I seriously think Tom Gorris is, like, not a he, – he, I, I think he's factually not in it to win it and is not a basketball owner. He's an entrepreneur and a businessman. He wants to keep Derrick Rose for jersey sales yeah, and that kind of thing. If he's Because Derrick Rose is right, – right now Derrick Rose is fourth in all-star voting in the East. Really? Like that, that's insane. For guards? Yeah, for guards. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, not. I not mean, he's been guard. really good. I mean, the East sucks. So yeah, the NBA is so boring. Can we just talk about that this year? This has been the like I love the NBA and like I, last year was like a renaissance for me, like getting back in the NBA. Like I've always like liked the NBA, but I watch a ton of NBA. I turn on NBA games this year. I'm like, never mind. I'm not gonna watch this. There's like it was supposed to be this such this fun year that we it were can, promised. Listen, in it, the playoffs will it? be. It will be in the playoffs. I don't. I, it, it will I be know because it will. there's no overwhelming favorite. Like even the Lakers, the Lakers right now are the favorites, and it's like they got plenty of question marks. They haven't beat a contender yet. No, they, but you, do you know what I'm saying though, Trent? Like what is it? Yeah. I don't. I can't put my finger on it because yeah. I get people who are like, oh, they don't play. Like if you're an old guy or like my dad who's like, oh, the NBA, they no don't defense. play defense. Yeah. Oh, like I get that. 
But there's just something they're like, yeah, no thanks. I'm not going to watch the Nets or 76ers play. And yeah. they're, they're both intriguing. I don't know what it is. The NBA's got to figure it out. They got no juice this year. They need. They might need some more like Twitter beef. I think the they, they might need some of that. I they might need some. I they like Adam Silver's like okay, Joel Embiid, go talk like about Kyrie Irving's dad or something <laughs> like like just like just see like I'll see pay if we can you. get I'll something. Pay yeah, you to do it. Yeah, I I don't know. We would figure it out. Yeah, I don't know. I think the playoffs are going to be great, but you know that's pretty much it for the Pistons for me personally. Uh, it's a little concerning the fact that Andre still isn't gone yet because now we're hearing reports that teams are not willing to give up a first round pick for him and any deal. I can't necessarily say I'd blame them, but that is factually probably the price that you should have to pay for someone who's giving you 18 points and 16 rebounds Correct. and 52% from the floor. To me, that's that you'd have to throw a first-rounder in there somewhere, especially a, a, a contender or maybe the Hawks who are just rebuilding and want to accelerate the rebuild a little bit. Uh, with the exception of the Hawks, like these contenders, your pick is not going to be great. Yeah. Your pick is going to be in the 20s. So send it to the Pistons. Get the best rebounder since Dennis Rodman and go win. I don't I, know why I, I I understand why what the red flags are, but I don't I don't quite get why nothing's happened yet. I will say this: I think there's only two or three places that can trade for Andre Drummond. That's that's why the market is so barren. Boston. I people say Boston and Boston has the money. That's the thing. They don't really though. Like credit to my friend Dom. Love Dom. We always talk about NBA. He always tells me, I don't think they would be willing to give up Gordon Hayward for Andre Drummond because Gordon Hayward's been very good for the yep. Celtics this year, and he has a player option. He's arguably been their best player. Yes. Him or and, Tatum. Yes, and he's been like better than what they expected this season for them, and why would you disrupt your chemistry to get Drummond, even though he would fit perfectly on that roster? Flawlessly. Fit perfectly on that Kemba, roster. Kemba Walker would be for him what Reggie Jackson never could be. No, like, it's not, it's uh, not even that. Fit perfect. And you got the win guys like to compliment him. But I, I honestly think the Hawks are the only team that the Pistons can make out a decent haul. And, like, I for the Hawks' sake, it would make sort of sense. Because if the Hawks yeah. traded for him, they're signing him immediately. Yep. Like, they're they're throwing him the money. I don't think they they would give him the mat, like the super mats because if the Pistons traded him, he still gets those rights. But they're not going to give him the super mats or anything. But, like, I the Pistons have to try and get a deal done with the Hawks. Because I do think they want to get off Parsons. Want to, like, I, I, Evan Turner. Parsons, Evan Turner, and we, we like take Reddish in their 17th or 18th pick in the draft this year. Because they have two first-rounders. I think that's important, too. You're going to have to find a team that's got uh, – they're not going to get a lottery pick. Any Anyone who thinks that's happening, it's just not going to happen. So the expectation should be a mid-first-rounder or a late-first-rounder for a young piece. Yep. That And that young piece is probably not going to be that great because this is an inspiring deal. If they yeah. would have traded them in the summer, it would probably be a different, different like story. Yeah, it's frustrating. I'm exhausted talking about this trade stuff with Andre Drummond because it just has to happen. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. Well, we can move on from the. Let's Andre move Drummond. on. We want to move, move on, on now. Yes. Go. All right. Let's so get depressing it. because I had a high hopes for this team. I did too. Uh, not even high hopes. I just he thought didn't, that he's gonna toot his horn. Ruben was. I didn't say anything. <laughs> he didn't, didn't say, say anything. Didn't say anything. Whatever. Sorry, I want one team in the city to give me something to watch. Yeah, that's, You're not that's sorry, I, I have to be optimistic about one team when you guys are over optimistic about the Lions. I got to bring it out in another area. Fair, fair. All right, well, we'll talk moving on to the Lions. Some, we had some big stuff to do today for the Lions. Uh, first piece of news: Alex Karras inducted to the Hall of Fame. Yep. Awesome, good for good for Alex Karras, Lions legend. I don't know how many. Less. I have to imagine the Lions have like probably the least number of Hall of Famers like 
ever in maybe. football. In football, or they're yeah, probably down well, there. Well, of of like the franchises that have been around as yeah. long as the Lions have, because like, obviously seriously? like the Texans just Why became a franchise yeah. in all two, so you know right. they probably only have. Like, I would one. I would assume if we're talking about that, mm, yeah, probably like the the Lions and like. Browns, Bengals. I feel like the Browns have some sneaky guys from like the old days, like the yeah. Jim Brown days. Yeah, but sweet. I feel like the Lions are like that too. Like yeah, fair, like fair. LeBeau is LeBeau in the Hall of Fame? I don't know. He's probably I in the Hall of Fame for like coaching. I don't. I don't know. Um, either way, beside the point. Uh, first piece of news here before we do position grades and the report card on the year. Uh, Corey Undlin, new Lions defensive coordinator. Oh, uh, obviously, up. this was, was what? sorry. Sorry, we we're we're actually we are in the upper half. Really? Yes. Because right. we're a, we're an original franchise. Boyer, the my, Lions not have original twelve Hall of Famers. Boy, are my cheeks red? Twelve sorry, Hall of Famers who were primary uh, contributors, wow. which means that they either played or coached. Fantastic. Sorry, uh, didn't mean to cut no, you off. No, Corey Undlin. Uh, Corey Unlund, former defensive backs coach with the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, he's been there since 2015. He obviously won a Super Bowl. Uh, coach with Matt Patricia in 2004. Shocking. Uh, the Eagles had the 19th ranked secondary this year. Of course, lots they of injuries. Really very, really very, in, very injured uh, in the secondary there. So there's a little asterisk there. Uh, high praise for Malcolm Jenkins, as as uh, my uncle Stephen told me immediately after I called out Patricia for hiring another one of his guys that he got high praise from Malcolm Jenkins for being a great teacher. Uh, and the Eagles writer that I was reading the article about that Malcolm Jenkins was talking to him about uh, was saying how that the Unlin hiring in Detroit for the Eagles was addition by subtraction. So that's great. Um, so my thoughts on this, I, I, I just can't, what I can't wrap my head around is like, there was really no one better, no one better. And there, I, and there I, was under- no, there was no one better who's going to let Patricia run his defense. And I, and I completely understand there is an aspect of continuity and familiarity with the way that you coach players and the system and whatever. So Obviously, now with this guy being the D coordinator, he will not be calling the defensive plays. It's going to be Patricia. So I don't know. I don't really know what that looks like for a D coordinator if you're the D coordinator, but you're not running plays. Because from everything I was reading about his work on the secondary, the Eagles have had a lot of letdowns in the secondary. As far as guys they've drafted or brought in or have signed long term that have not panned out for them. So. You can't sell me that this guy has like some unreal track record of being a position coach. And to his to his credit, not all not all position coaches are great at being position coaches, but they can be coordinators, they can be head coaches. Like Andy Reid's an example of that. So I understand that, but at the same time, of course, of course, they had to hire someone who's got some tie to Patricia, just because it like just it, it it turns the knife in guys like me who are just cynical about this team. It's just like it, how it, are it you makes cynical me, about this? Because team? because I just this hire it makes me it makes me wish that I like back in the day snuck on to be like a water boy for the Patriots because then Patricia would hire me to be like the offensive coordinator next year. Yeah, like oh yeah, <laughs> Ryan Rabinowitz, he was my water boy for a couple years. Great right. guy, they love him. I'm gonna get you an OC job for two years. I'm gonna let you retire, and we're gonna. It's all gonna go away. We'll be fine yep. in five years from now. I it just. What I'm cynical about it. I'm very cynical about well, this hire. Listen. You have to give everyone a chance. I get it, but the fact that this is just another guy who's like worked with Patricia, I, and he has no 
there's nothing about this guy's resume that makes me go, that's the guy I want as my as my defensive no, coordinator. No, ab- absolutely not. Absolutely not. But like, and, and there is this aspect of like the family business thing going on here with Patricia and it, friends and family I operation. Agree. I agree. Ridiculous. It's annoying. It's the worst way to run a business. But here's the deal: for what the Lions are trying to do, it makes sense. And I guess that's that. Uh, that's the criteria we're going off at this point because it's like we knew, we all knew as the season was winding down. It's overwhelmingly unlikely that Matt Patricia gets fired. So we're already we're already dealing with another year. We know Pascaloni should go, uh, and we know that Bevel was fine. So it's like we're thinking about it, and we're like, okay, who are we going to get at defensive coordinator? Like it's like you said, and Collins, I think you brought it up too. Who are you going to hire? Who is going to come in here and just let Patricia run the defense? You know, it's Nobody. one of those things where. The reason that I'm okay with this hire, I don't love it, obviously, but I don't. I don't I'm, I'm going to try not to be cynical and negative about it from the get-go simply because I don't think he's going to be asked to do much, if anything. I think he's literally going to coach the young secondary pieces we have, Tracy Walker, uh, Will Harris, um, you know, I, the, the, Amani Oruwariye. That's, that's going to be his primary responsibility. And as for Patricia, he's going to be calling plays, and who knows if it's going to work out. Time will tell. That's the fun thing about this. But I guess that's the only reason that I'm okay with it, and I'm willing to give this guy a shot because aside from that, the fact of the matter is he's been around good coaches. He's been he's worked on good staffs. He's worked with Belichick. He's worked with Doug Peterson. I think he was with Gary Kubiak for a hot second in Denver. I'm not sure about that. But it, – to me, it's like, okay, we got to just get the ball rolling and let it go because nothing's going to change until we see if it actually changes on the field. That was the worst thing I've ever said, but yeah, that, that didn't make any sense. I didn't sense. follow. That didn't but, make uh, any sense. I'm kidding. I, but I, I looked at this hire, and I basically said it already. My thoughts are, like, who, who's going to come in here and run a 3-4 defense with that? Like, you're not having total autonomy in this sort of, like, role you have. Like, you are obviously – taking orders from the head coach like you should, but you don't have the freedom to really implement your steam steam. Like I, I think he'll bring in some new stuff and they'll do some different things on the defensive side of the football. I don't know if they'll be positive or bad. I actually the thing I've heard though out of Philadelphia though is that like the whole secondary struggles were like not his fault. Like that's what I heard. Like he got a bad rap for that. And I based on injuries and other stuff like, if they ever lost Jim Schwartz, they said he was the defensive coordinator in line. That's what I heard out of some, like, I respected reporters out of Philly. But other than that, I mean, I don't feel strongly either way about this. I don't think it's, like, a hire you, like, scratch your head at. If you're fine, like, I'm at this, I'm, like, resigned to the point that Matt Patricia is getting another year and I'm not very happy about it. Yeah. So, like, if he's getting another year and he struggles, it, like this guy will be out the door too with him. So like that's kind of where I'm at too. I guess it's like if it works, awesome. If it doesn't work, it's like we're cleaning house anyways. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and there's no enough. way. I think it. I, the one thing it does tell me, I think there will be not that many changes on the defensive side of the football. Probably not. I think they're just gonna be very stubborn, and I I don't know if they'll be better. Maybe they adjust the system better. I think this higher maybe foreshadows. A lot of similarities to what they've been doing recently and what they did in New England. And by the way, people when they talk about Patricia's defenses in New England, they weren't like the defenses they had in New England in the last three years. They were not that good. They were all right. He also had Bill Belichick helping him, one of the best defensive minds of all time. Right. So when people bring New England up about Matt Patricia, he was not this like 
all-world coordinator. The reason why he got hired is because he was an assistant of Bill Belichick. By the way, remember? So don't get it twisted. You remember who one of our options were when we hired Matt Patricia? Vrabel. Vrabel. Mike Vrabel. Yep. He was down. It was down to Vrabel or Patricia, pretty much. They were yep. the final two. But I will say this. This is the last thing I'll say about this. The Detroit Lions, There, there is no way, zero way, that this guy, Corey Unlin, is worse than Paul Pasqualoni. Zero way. He's well, not going to be worse. He's not. Well, he's I I like I I think Paul Pasqualoni was a scapegoat. And I always have thought that. I don't think he had that much say. I think it was just a title. I I do think he ran the defense, but at the same time, I think Patricia and him are probably splitting fifty fifty yeah. the responsibilities on defensive play calling. So I I I can't be the judge of that. When I look at this Lions team and what they've done this offseason, it's just so meh. Like, eh. A lot of like, offseason to go, though. I know. We still yeah. have to draft and stuff. But yep. right now, I'm just like, like I, I, fine, I appreciate you getting rid of some guys that have maybe overstayed their welcome in Detroit or not particularly good at position coaches or special team coaches. But you didn't give me that flashy name, which is fine. Like, if you really believe in your system, you're not going to go out and get a flashy name just for the name. That, that to me, like, signals that you're nervous. But, like, at the same time, I, I don't know how I can get excited about this hire. And I can't get mad about this hire either. That's so. exactly where I'm at, too. All right, fair enough. Uh, I guess the uh, the uh, gem of the show today, great idea from Trent, a report card, an end-of-season report card of sorts. How are you? Uh, some position grades here. I, I have everyone from, like, QB to running back. So I'll let you. All right. You can, you can throw them all out. If you miss any, I'll, I'll, I'll shout out the ones that I had written down here. But, okay. Uh, well, let's, let's do with that. Should we start with quarterbacks, or is that, like, our prime time thing we should save? No, let's start with quarterbacks. Let's start with it. Okay, I'm, I'm saying B. For the position group, would be an A if it was just Stafford, but because uh, Driscoll and Blau, they were all right. Didn't play well enough for the Lions to win games, though. And that's where I think you gotta, you can't give them an A. You can give them a B, I guess, because they kept you in games. You know, Blau played played pretty well on Thanksgiving, but you know, then again, he disappeared in the second half. So the bottom line is, Stafford's the only reason the Lions ever win games ever. So, you know, he was having an All Pro season until he got hurt. And he, he factually would have been an all-pro before he got hurt, first time in his career. But he did get hurt. He missed eight games. Blau and Driscoll stepped in and weren't great, but weren't bad. So I'm going to say B. No, I'm going to give him an A-. Because I thought Driscoll, other than the Washington game, I thought Driscoll was a pretty solid backup. Like, I, I, I truly, like, You played all right that. in Chicago. Like, like, I, like, what they gave him, like the play calling was not great, and he he hadn't been there that long either. Yeah. I thought he was all right, and Blau's your third string quarterback. Right. At any point, like he looked competent against like the and Chicago. He was a rookie. Yeah, like so. I I, I thought it was a minus in Stafford. You've already touched on it. He was fantastic this season. Yeah, I gave Stafford an A, sixty four point three percent completion percentage, two thousand four hundred ninety nine yards and nineteen touchdowns when he went down. So in eight games, he gets an A. Uh, as far as the Blau and Driscoll combo, I gave him a B minus because my my thought process was. What else do you want from these guys? And they actually finished tenth in the NFL in total passing. Believe it or not, total passing yards. So obviously they didn't win any games either of them. So, but at the same time, like for me to sit here and I originally, I remember when I was first doing this list, I gave him like a C plus. But for me to like come like to to scrutinize that hard is is I think a little bit short sighted. So I give him a B minus. Yeah. Um. All right. Running backs. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm gonna say C. Hard to judge this unit because uh. Some of the starting running backs were Wes Hills, Paul Perkins, Trey Carson, and Bo Scarborough. 
Um, obviously, carry on Johnson going down eight games into the year. Or was it seven? I think it was six games in, and then he came back for the last yeah. two, whatever. So, um, Scarborough is actually a bright spot. I hope to see him back with the Lions next year. I think that he can be, you know, if he's next to a healthy carry on, they can be sort of a Joyke Bell, Reggie Bush, or a Zach Zenner, Theo Riddick one two punch. Because honestly, that's like the best years that Stafford's had, the most success that Stafford's had, even if it's not the most eye-popping dominant run game, it's something that works with the style of play that we got at quarterback. So I'm going to say C for running backs. Things got to get better, but you know, at this point, it's like, carry on, got to hurt. What do you want? Uh, sorry, my brother just sent me. Okay. My brother just sent me a dunk by Geo Baker. It was pretty cool. But uh, go Rutgers basketball. But when I looked at the running backs, I would I would C plus. Because I think you saw some optimism about Starborough. Early, you saw a little bit of optimism about, uh, what's his, God, this didn't kill me, Johnson. Ty Johnson. Ty Johnson. Yeah. Sorry, excuse me. And then Carrion got hurt, so I can't really judge him. He's got to be on the field. Best part about someone's availability, whatever. Do you, you guys remember we had C.J. Anderson on the team? Yes, yeah. two games. Pe- people forget that. People do forget that. C+. Plus. Uh, I have the running backs at a C. Uh, again, I also have my notes here. Hard to say without carry on, but they were 21st in the NFL on total rushing yards and yards per carry. That is, to me, for a for a team that has struggled with the run in the past, and Grant, you got over your, your hump of having one guy rush for over 100 yards last year or whatever it was. Um, I think Bevel's done a good job. I think again, when you don't have carry on, same as like Stafford, like you don't, you didn't have another running back on the roster that could to do damage like carry on did. But again, twenty first the NFL in total rushing yards and yards per carry. That to me, I think a lot of it is a commentary on the offensive line and the way that they could they run block or lack their lack thereof in the run blocking uh, aspect of the game. But uh, I, yeah, see, I there I I like Bo Scarborough. He should be back next year. I think he will be as well. Between him, carry on, Ty Johnson. Um, I don't know. I, I've, I, I've seen I've seen things too about like people wanting Jonathan Taylor taken in the second round. Whatever. I don't think it's really. I mean, but I don't know because carry on. If he gets hurt again this year, like what are we doing? If they you know? draft, if they first of all, we're not going to talk about the draft. But if they draft the running back or another position group, group we'll talk about later. I, what did I say? Troop. You group. did, but that's okay. Group, yeah, sorry. I mean, I guess troop works. Troop works, yeah. Troop works, yeah. If they draft a running back, I'd be straight up, like, out. I would be so mad. If they draft a running back or a linebacker in the first four rounds, I would be livid. Well, if they did, I mean, it means that they probably know something we don't. Yeah, that they suck at drafting and talent evaluating. Well, okay. All sorry. Right. All right. Sorry. Fair. Sorry I snapped Fair. on you. Fair. No, that's Sorry okay. I snapped um, on you. I'm wide receivers. Um, I'm saying A, literally the only things presenting an A+, <laughs> preventing an A+, excuse me, are Danny Amendola failing to get out of bounds against the Cardinals <laughs> in OT, and Kenny Galladay dropping three balls in the fourth quarter at Chicago that cost you the game. Because the wide receivers were flawless all season. Marvin Hall was a great pickup. Marvin Jones tied for fourth in the NFL with nine touchdowns, and he missed a couple games. Kenny Galladay leading the entire NFL in touchdowns with 11. Uh, the, that's just, you know, that's I mean, that's the best. That's the best lines I've had at receiver all in, in a long time. And they've had Golden Tate and Calvin Johnson. But statistically-wise, this was one of the best seasons we've seen in a while. I'm going to go with an A, and uh, Galladay was a stud. I, I yep. think yeah. I think this season he just solidified that he's a bona fide top ten receiver in the league for sure, which is massive. And Marvin had a really good bounce back year because last year he didn't really have that good of a year. He was really nice. Amendola is like my least favorite player on the Lions. I just think he's such a hardo. 
I would give him an A plus if he wasn't on the roster. Like Danny Amendola, settle down. I can't stand Danny Amendola. He doesn't. You don't like his extracurricular stuff, right? I just is don't that what like. It is? It's such a hard out. Like, dude, settle down. Like, like stop wearing like the straw cap and like the gym. And like, he's one of those guys. And I, I just like he just bought. Yeah, the extracurriculars. And I think he's just like such a hard out. I don't know. I don't want to describe it. I just do not like Danny Amendola. It might just be because he's really attractive. Might be that. I just Fair don't enough. like I don't like his attractive face. Fair enough. Uh, I gave the receivers an A. Uh, they were top 10 in several receiving categories across the board. Um, a huge year for, for Kenny Galladay, obviously. I think him, Marvin Jones, and Amendola all played their roles very well. Again, it'd be nice to see, you know, how many touchdowns that Galladay would have with Stafford. Uh, Marvin Jones made some ginormous catches for this team. Four touchdowns in a game uh, yeah. against the Vikings. Unbelievable. Not a, so, you're right. A lot of third down catches. Yeah, tons of – even Amendola at times, too, had some mm. great catches. Um, but uh, I think that was probably the brightest position group on the team this year, so they are an A for me. So we all said A. Yeah. We did. Pretty good. It would be hard to argue otherwise, honestly. Yes. If you watch this team, that was literally the one spot Alliance were good in all season. So – um, tight ends, I'm saying D, weren't utilized correctly all year. Jesse James had less than 30 targets, and he's getting paid I don't know how much money. Um, Hawkinson had the Cardinals game, and then he never really stood out after that. I would argue that's more about utilization than him not showing up, but this is the name of the game. We are just grading position groups. Um, Logan Thomas annoyed me simply because he was just, like, the most utilized tight end out of the yeah. three we got. And it's like, really? We're going to throw this guy on the one-yard landing against the Raiders as our last play? That, 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 that That's just infuriating. But I will say this. Some of the Hawkinson slander, not saying, not, not, not talking about us three. Some of the Hawkinson slander, bust, whatnot. 32 catches. He doubled up. Jesse James had 16. Logan Thomas had 16. So he was thrown to. He did catch the ball. We would like to see him used a little bit more next season. A lot more, actually. Only 12 games this season. Obviously, he got hurt. Collins has some, I'm sure you got thoughts on that. Trying to hurdle somebody for no reason. But um, the dumbest play I've ever he's seen. going to come back and he's going to be better and he will live up to the eighth overall pick hype. So I'm going to say a D for the tight ends, but that's my caveat. F. Fair, F. fair, honestly. F. Yeah. You went out and paid a you paid a tight end, Jesse James, a guy who was a goal line threat for the Pittsburgh a Steelers. Contender. Yeah, Pittsburgh Steelers with Ben Roethlisberger. He comes to Detroit and we're throwing a Logan Thomas's on yep. fourth and ones. They don't even use him in the red exactly. zone. Exactly. That's why I said Logan Thomas annoyed me. Yeah, it's just, like, just I don't know what he's doing. Like, is he, like, underperforming? I, I don't know. But, like, Jesse James, like, was a non-factor this year. And he was supposed to be a key contributor to this offense. And TJ Hawkinson, I'm going to say F just on the basis I think you already know you waste it. You didn't waste a pick because I do think he will be good. You just, I think after year one, you realize you just can't take a tight end at the eighth pick. It's just too valuable of a spot. They probably should have traded back if they wanted to get him. Because I think they could have got him at 12. I truly believe that in my heart of hearts. But, I, and I, I mean, Logan Thomas, all right, he's a good blocking tight end. He's a pretty decent athlete. Like, he's a good, like, second or third tight end. But that doesn't, like, change the fact that none of their tight ends were true weapons other than that Arizona game where Hawkinson almost looked like the best tight end in the league for about a half. But, I, I mean, I, it, it's hard not to give them a failing grade. 
I give him a C minus only because of Hawkinson, actually, because I think that the things that I saw from him this year, granted, while he was not very consistent, I think that you he has the what makings. What did you see of, from him? He has the makings of being a good piece of this offense for many years to come. That's what, what I saw. You, from him. I, you what know what? I agree see, with that. What, what did you guys see here, from him? I saw a player who I think Matt Stafford can develop some chemistry with, and let, let's not get let's not let's not freak out. He's a rookie. No, I get I'm not it. And freak I, out. And I'm I get Collins. Out. I totally understand what you're saying for a top ten pick. The value was not there at tight end. Yes. But the Lions did it, and whatever, we got a judge just being put on the field. He did have the most receptions by a tight end by far on this team, uh, and he he missed six games. And he, mm-hmm. he played very well in the Cardinals game. You see what happens when you throw in the ball. He was, you know, an unlucky drop, and I get there's no excuses, but he was an unlucky drop away from a very big touchdown in the Packers game. So I think that TJ Hawkinson has the potential to go out there and get open and just roll and – He'll get better at run blocking. He's still got up to speed in the in the pro game and everything. I'm I'm just not I'm not ready to like you know let the ship sail on TJ. And I know I'm not saying you are either, but I I just that's what I see in him. I mean to answer your question, I I the thing about it, I do see things in him, and I understand what you're saying. He I do think he will be a contributor in this offense going forward. But the things I see out of him are like not not the eighth overall pick, not the eighth overall pick, and that that's just what gives me that grade at an F like. Right, I understand that, but at the same time, when this guy's in but year five, we can't be looking at like, oh, he was the eighth. He's a he's a player on the team. He's a he's a tight end. Yeah, you're well, gonna have I, for a decade. Yeah, well, guess what? Guess what? Everyone, you, you want me to bring up the name Eric Ebron? Everyone brought that up with Eric Ebron. Every single person did. Well, we'll have the to problem see. with Eric Ebron was the Lions literally did not need a tight end that year, and I'm not saying we did. They this. didn't need I'm one not, last I'm, year. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is with the the way the offense is and the way Matt Stafford they plays. They don't now. use it no, though. Listen, they don't listen. use the tight end. Sorry. Okay. I'm, no, no. I'm, I'm just I'm just going to back up. Let's, Trent's let's, not, let's, I'm yelling. I'm venting on Trent. That, I, when I, don't I got need you. To. I, it's warranted. It's all. It's all. Sorry. I got it. I'm going to back up. When the Lions picked Eric Ebron in the 2014 draft, okay. 2013, Joseph Foria had that huge season. Brandon Pettigrew obviously was still there. Not great. Flash forward. Last season, remember, let's not forget, Luke Wilson, Levine Toilolo, and who was, the, who was the other guy? Mike Roberts. Those were your tight ends. So I can understand why the Lions picked Hawkinson. Because you got Jesse, you got Hawkinson, and in theory, you're thinking I'm gonna we're gonna run some two tight end sets on the goal line. And to Collins, this is where you're completely correct. They didn't do that. The utilization was terrible, and that's where I think Bevel's got to take a look in the film. Like this is seriously probably the only re- the only area that I think Bevel fell on his face. Was that's tight end. Th- but the thing about it though, if the offense is working, I don't care if they utilize the tight end. That's the thing. Yeah. Okay. That's right. the thing. I. I. I okay. I'll, let's move on. I'm well, sorry. You, do you have any? Well, more? I just. All, my only things were again. You had, back to my point about why they. I mean, C minus is not a tremendous grade, but I think Hawkinson's the reason why it was that high in the first place. You had three touchdowns among your your tight ends this year. Three touchdowns among the three of them. Um. Obviously, again, severely underutilized or tight ends, and Hawkinson got hurt. So whatever. Uh. C minus. All right, offensive line saying D. Look, they probably they might not deserve a D, but the bottom line is like to me, Stafford gets hit too much. We see what that amounts to. Uh, I I don't I don't care if the the Lions are tenth in um you know like what what's that quarterback hits whatever. Yeah. No, they better be top five because you got the best asset on your team back there and you better protect them. And that just pisses me off when they just you know Rick Wagner here is letting guys fly around on a whim and get to our guy that easily. Whatever. Statistically, the O-line wasn't awful in pass protection, with that being said, but per usual, can't run block for anything. So, look, Ragnow, Decker, Glasgow, they're all good with me, even though I'm sure Glasgow, they're probably going to let them walk, but just, 
like you said, sickening. Beyond me. Yeah. But look, those guys are fine with me. Wagner's got to go. I understand there's not much you can do with them. But Dahl and Wiggins are nice pieces. They're, but the, the Lions need some fresh faces on the O-line. I don't know if you draft a guy like in the second or third round. I don't know if you – I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to – I don't mean to cut you off. I'm going to tell you no, right that's now. That's it. Go for it. You better get yourself prepared for them to take a, take a lineman at three. You, it's a real possibility they're going to take that kid no. from Alabama at three. Just we, we watch. Anyway, continue. Nope, that's it. That's all I got. I will say this. I thought the old line, the interior of it was pretty good. Yep. I like how they moved Radnow finally back to his, to his true, natural position. Natural position. Yes. I thought, I mean, Radnow like graded out as one of the best centers like consistently on a week to week basis. Graham Glasgow thought was a good guard. I thought like Crosby was pretty good filling. Like yeah, he he like had a pretty nice year for being like your like sixth or seventh like old lineman. Rick Wagner can kick rocks. Like what? Like it's like they they took a chance on an older old lineman. I get it. It didn't work out. It's over. Like the money you invested in that offense line, not good. They'd Nine be tra- and a half million. They would be crazy. They'd be crazy not to pay Dram Flastow. Flastow be crazy because I think he's shown you that he is a consistent NFL guard, and you actually give him a year with a the same run scheme, I think you would actually be able to see something. Because at the beginning of the year, I, I harped on this. They were able to run the football. They just could not break one. And yeah. that comes out of the running back. Like, there was holes there. But I I, I, I my grade would probably be a C plus Because the, the the tackles weren't great. They really weren't. And they, they can't run the football still. Which, I it comes down to the alignment at the end of the day. My grade is also a C plus. Um, I think they were, they were very average to below average in many categories. I believe whatever stat I found that they were 14th in the NFL in QB hits and 15th in sacks. So you're middle of the pack again. Obviously, when you have a quarterback like Stafford, you that number needs to be a lot better. Um, they need a better push up front bottom line. I don't know why they struggle so much to create a scheme, a blocking scheme that. Opens holes as Colin said. They did when Carry On was playing the beginning part of the year. They were actually they you know, established they could run the run. ball. Yeah, they, they could. could establish. It. Um, Decker's extremely inconsistent. There, were, I don't know what game it was where he had like four penalties in the same game and he was an absolute mess. I felt bad for him. I think it was week one. It might have been against the Cardinals. Very inconsistent. I was again Ragnow, fantastic year. Um, Rick Wagner needs to go. I agree. Um, I don't know. It, it, Crosby had flashes. I know they can move him around a bit on the line. Uh, you mentioned Wiggins and Dahl as well. They, I, you need to pay Graham Glasgow. I, if you if you need me to, if you want to start a GoFundMe and have me chip in five dollars a month to keep the guy here, I, it's like I don't know where else you think you're going to get these linemen from because you have a pretty terrible history of drafting. Like my Lake and Tomlinson flashbacks are coming up, so. I don't know what they're again. The, the, I don't want to talk about the draft, but you, you, you re, I, I can't help myself but to read all these mock draft things and and to see the Lions are like gonna be a player at three to take this offensive lineman from Alabama makes me sick because you, you have other needs that you need to fill and if you want to go lineman, then you better get some value and trade down. So uh, C plus from the O line, they need to be better next year. Special teams, I'm going to say, hey, I don't know. Jamal Agnew had a huge touchdown against the Eagles. Uh, other than that, you know, I mean, Matt Prater's still pretty pretty damn good. Sam Martin's still pretty damn good. I can't complain. I think the special teams are just fine this year. I'm going to say A. Uh, I'm going to say B plus just for the fact I found out Sam Martin's dating Nastia Lucan, and I don't <laughs> like that one bet. I don't think that should be a thing. But, yeah, okay. that's my take. Matt Prater's is still a machine. 
Um, from the kick return and punt return standpoint, I have a B plus. They're one of the few teams in the NFL with a kicking return and a punt return touchdown this yes. year. So that was cool. Um, the early fumbling issues with, with Agnew, you know, I always I'm still very like my heart beats out of my chest when they punt the ball off to him. Um, so B plus on that front. Special teams kicking punting is an A. No complaints. Um, I the one thing I will say though, I understand that it is a strategic part of the game. I need someone, whether it's Sam Martin or Matt Prater, kick the ball to the end zone every time, please. Because every time you do this like sky kick thing, they take the ball to the 32-yard line because you guys can't cover on special teams. So get whoever it has to be, whether that it's was- – I mean, kick the ball to the back no, of the end zone. You're there's right. No, there's no every every kicker in the NFL is capable of it, so do it. Michigan State football no, too. Take notes. Yeah, do, do, like what wh- what is the point? No, the only reason I I completely agree. The only reason I'm laughing is because I just remember this this when we were watching the the Monday night game against Green Bay, and you were just getting livid with well, Sam like, Martin. Like he's not holy kicking. f, dude! And by the way, <laughs> Sam Martin's a punk. I I don't mind if they let him go. He's a free agent, isn't he? Is he not a free agent this year? I think they re-signed him. I, I don't mind if he walks. He's a punk, and punters are whatever. Punter's a punter. If you don't have a great punter, then you don't have a great punter. Whatever. Yeah. There's like a few great punters. Everyone else is whatever. Kick the ball to the back of the end zone. I, I don't, don't th- care who it is. Take it out of the back of the end other zone. Other than like Matt Dodge from the New York Giants like 10 years ago, I can't remember like an objectively bad punter. Everyone's just like, eh. Matt and, Dodge. You know who I'm talking yeah, about? I do, I who do. kicked it to Deshaun Jackson to lose that game, the Miracle in the Meadowlands? Yeah. yeah. What are you forget. doing? Yeah. All right, that's it. That's it for offensive line. That's it for special teams. Good. We're going to do the defense now, everyone's favorite part. <laughs> Woo! Um, look, it's not going to be great, so I'm just going to make it quick because no one really wants to dwell on this, and we've talked about it all season long. Defensive line, F. No pressure all season long. I understand it's 1,000% Patricia and Pascaloni's fault, but the point is to grade position groups, once again, as I said during tight ends, this group failed, factually failed, dead last in nearly every defensive category. Um, I have been super vocal about this whole I can't judge these guys until there's a new DC thing, but I, I, I genuinely do believe that Trey Flowers, who, by the way, was only a half sack away from his career high, he did not have a bad year, uh, Snacks Harrison was not good. Romeo Quara got a little bit better, but th- th- there's there's still pieces here. Uh, Deshaun Hand was hurt. I know Collins, you harped on that last last week a little bit, um, but but this group didn't produce. They didn't produce. Lions need some help coming on the edge for the season. They were an F. Uh, F. Yeah, they stunk, and I'm not gonna harp on it like you just said. You invested all this money. I understand Daniels and Hand were hurt, which does affect your interior defensive line quite a bit. But at the end of the day, they stunk. And I have nothing else to say. They stunk bad. Uh, D minus for me. Okay. Um, they never got any pass rush. They couldn't stop the run. They were the second worst in the NFL for yards against per game at 400.4 yards per scrimmage. Uh, gave up the seventh most points per game. The line of well, the Lions D, not just the D line. Uh, they also allowed the they they were on the other side of the most plays. I'm not saying this correctly. Most plays from scrimmage the defense had to face in the NFL. Um, they were second worst in allowing first downs per game. Uh, they had a lot of that, and I know you're saying it's a lot of it's a coaching thing, but at some point, man, like, like get to the get in, yeah, get home, like get home, like one time for me. Yep. And like you said, Trey Flowers had a, he was the biggest name that you signed this off season, so your expectations were innately high, and people didn't realize like what his numbers are. He he, his numbers were pretty much on par for what he used to do, but the money you paid him obviously yeah. was a little bit more. But that's what you have to do to get people yeah, to come in. Of course, and and like his, he's not always a big stats guy. He's just a and and you know he did make some big plays this year. 
Yes, but I think between Austin Bryant, Deshaun Hand, Ashawn Robinson, Snacks will probably walk away from the game. I feel bad for ragging on him all year Snacks long. Snacks is not walking away from you. What are you talking about? You don't about? think he's retiring? Did no. You not see his... uh, yeah, he he cried. Did you see it? No. He you didn't like, see cried him, talking you didn't about see him how crying his body... after the last game that his body's failing him and they had a horrible year and he doesn't want to hurt the team anymore. I doubt he's going to leave $12 million on the table. Okay. He tries to well, we'll, right, well, we'll see. Either point. way, D-. I am minus. excited to watch Trey Flowers next year. D- I am. I actually am. Um, uh, quick little intermission here. Pistons won. Pistons won to, by yeah. 13. Sekou Domboya, 24 Great. points. Keep Andre. Keep Reggie. Let's lock up Derrick Rose for three more years. Excellent. 24 points. Fantastic. For Sekou. 10 Bo- of 13 Build the field. statue of, of Dwayne Casey outside of uh, LCA. All right. I'll pay for it. All right. Linebackers, D+. Plus. Uh, again, system was an absolute failure. But uh, I guess, you know, some of the bright spots, Devon Kennard, seven sacks. That's impressive to me. Uh, Jared Davis needs work. He's a guy I'll be patient with for one more season with the new DC. If at the end of the, you know, next season you're firing Patricia and you're firing Unlin and you're firing everybody, then yeah, I guess it's a new regime. You got to let JD walk unless he's like really good next year. But Kristen Jones wasn't great either. Look, the linebackers not good. I'm aware, uh, that, that, that's the position. However, that is probably most affected by a bad defensive system. And for that reason, I can't give them an absolute F, but they look, I don't know. I don't know. That's about all I got. I, it stresses me out to even talk about it I, because corners are back there for 10 seconds trying to cover guys. You can't really blame them. We'll get to them in a second. The front seven, the front four, excuse me, getting no pressure. What are the linebackers doing? They're just running around. I will feel say, bad for them. I will say this. Christian Jones, if he's out 35 yards in coverage again next season, I will murder someone. <laughs> I just will, factually. I will kill someone. And I, I get – I don't know why they re-signed him. They are so in love with Christian Jones. I don't think he's that good. I will say this. Devin Trenard's been a nice little signing. Yep. Yeah. He's been very good for them. But I will say one thing. I'm going to give this group a C plus. Because guess what? Jelani Tavaya was actually – like, he was good. Yeah. No, he, rookie, he was awesome. Yeah. For a rookie, he showed you some things. And he that was a draft pick Bob Quinn got a lot of crap for. And I get it that he wasn't to be pit for another couple rounds or something, but hey, you get your guy, you get your guy. He's productive. He's a productive player. But I will say this again and again and again until he figures this out. Gerard da- Jared Davis is a good run stopper, good blitzer. He's a liability in pass coverage. Complete liability. He gets beat almost every single time. And I think I I know he works on it. Uh, he, you in past situations he can't be on the field almost. So until he proves that, I actually think this. If they draft a linebacker though, out that's I might not be a Lions fan. They cannot draft a linebacker this year. I've heard people say that. That's but, that's actually. I mean, they they didn't play well this year as a unit, but like that is one deep, of the most yeah, solid deep, positions yeah. you got right now. If you, I get if you're in a draft, maybe an outside guy in like the third round. Do not draft another inside linebacker. Just don't do it to me. Yep. Because it like got Davis, got Tavai. Because Davis is like not good, but he's serviceable. He makes his mistakes. If you use him the correct way, he could be a very productive player. When they did those on those delayed blitzes, he was a problem. Yeah. So I- I'll give him a C plus. I'm going C minus. I think you guys covered pretty much everything for me. They were bottom three to four, bottom three or four in the league in sacks. Uh, but again, that that to me. As as Trent said, you, that is one of I think two position groups that you get exposed the most of for bad coaching between that and the the cornerbacks. Um, as you said, I think Kennard has been a nice piece to vie for a rookie year and his expectations. I think he he met them decently well. Um, I like what he brings to the table. Jared Davis, as you said, um, 
might also be my last year of patience with him. I agree, Collins. When they delayed Blitzum and you let the guy just put his head down and go, he can be a problem in the backfield. But anything outside of that, and he really shouldn't be on the field. Mm-hmm. So, and again, that's on the coaching staff for putting him in positions like that. You have to know better. I think the scheme sucked, obviously, because the defense was atrocious and all categories this year, um, but C minus to me because I do think you have a decent core there. I agree that if you're gonna it, like the line, the Lions drafting inside linebackers like the same as like the tight ends. Like it's like every year it's like someone new they're trying to plug in and play, a, and it doesn't work. Yeah. Drafting so, the Lions drafting wide receivers in the mid 2000s. Yes. So whatever C minus for me again. Not all of it's their fault because the coaching stunk, but that's it. Uh, cornerbacks. <clears throat> I'm going to say B. Let me explain. I think Slay, I mean, Slay had, a, Slay had a Pro Bowl season. I know a lot of us are kind of like out on him and it's frustrating. Whatever. Coleman was awesome. Three forced fumbles. He was a great piece until about, you know, 12 games in, but then everybody kind of checked out. Melvin was a good signing. Orwarie looks like he can be a good piece. So the cornerbacks, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not, you know, again, if you let a guy, even, even a guy like Derek Carr and Dak Prescott and Kirk Cousins and Mitch Trubisky sit back there for literally 11, 12 seconds to throw the football. I can't judge the cornerbacks at all. So I'm going to say B. Okay. I, I, I would go with a B minus. And I'm going to say this. We'll talk about this in the draft. There's a lot of things that we're going to take our Akuda from Ohio State. And I understand there's a lot of hype there because he was very good at Ohio State. And in recent history, Ohio State cornerbacks are almost can't miss prospects. Like, they usually very productive players in NFL. But I will say this. If they – I'm fine with them parting ways with Darius Slay if they don't want to pay him. That's fine with them. He did decline this season, but he still was a pro bowler to Trent's credit. He was still a productive player, but you saw a little dip in production. Do not draft Okuda if you're going to not keep Slay. That is my one thing. Because I, I think Melvin was all right for you, but he's not, like, an answer. If you really want to shore up this defense, you commit to paying Slay, and you commit to drafting Okuda. Don't just be like, we're going to replace Slay with Okuda. That just seems, like, really... It seems really, pedestrian. Yeah, yeah, I get that, what you're saying. Like, like we're really going to do that. I, I get if you want to do it from a need standpoint, like Okuda, but don't have that need being because you don't want to pay Darius Slay. That That's just my one wish for them. So I'll give him a B minus. I give the D, the the D backs a uh, or the cornerbacks. I give him a C plus. Uh, again, hard to rag on these guys because when the quarterback has two birthdays to throw in the pocket, it's hard to cover guys. Yep. Um, Coleman was Coleman was very good for a second. He was okay the rest of the season. Slay, you know what you're gonna get with him. He's gonna he's gonna depreciate in value for the rest of his career. So as Colin said, if you want to get rid of him. By all means, uh, they literally never force turnovers. They're last in the league at interceptions, which is a problem. Like, make big play slay. Where are you at, brother? Um, but, yeah, C-plus, and it all, again, comes back to I, I look at the defense as a holistic unit, and if you don't get to the quarterback, anyone can make throws and people can get open. Yep. Very true. Uh, wrapping it up here, safeties, I'm going to say B-plus. And the only reason – Will Harris was – you know, he gave me a lot of aneurysms this season just because he doesn't seem to know what's going on sometimes. But he's a rookie. I think he can be a very nice piece. I, I did actually like what I saw from him towards the end of the year. Tracy Walker is a stud. He will be great. Uh, I, I like Tavon Wilson. He's not productive. 
but he didn't play that much to be fair. So I'm I'm gonna say what I say, B plus. Yep. B plus for the safeties. Uh I'll give it a C minus just for the fact they traded Quandre Dix yeah, okay, yeah. for no that's, reason. That's fair. And Will Harris. Stupid. Will Harris, I get he's a rookie, and it's hard for secondaries secondary players as rookies to be productive in NFL. You saw that with Darius Slay, who was absolutely atrocious this rookie year, and then turn it around in the, last, in the next couple of years. So I'm not the the jury's not out on Will Harris. I'm just saying the the safeties after you traded after you traded Quandre Dids and Tracy Walker kind of got banged up at the end of the season. They yeah. stunk. They stunk out loud, and I love Tracy Walker just for the fact he changed his number to twenty-one. We've talked about it all year, yeah. but I, I, I'm gonna say C minus, just because they traded Quandre Diggs. I will go B minus, and the reason being is Tracy Walker, Will Harris, obviously again rookie, not one of those rookies that came out and showed you something special. Um, but I think Tracy Walker is a leader back there at the safety position, um, and I, I I think he will be a a significant part of the defensive secondary. Uh, for years to come. So that was a good bright spot, and that's why they're a B-minus, and that's pretty much the only reason why they're not a C. Gotcha. All right, coaching, F. Is this a position group? I didn't know we were doing No, this. it's not. I just wanted to wrap it up with that. Okay. Coaching, F. F. Well, Daryl Bevel. Daryl Bevel. A. Okay. B, whatever. B, B. Let's B. not do coaching, because that's a whole other story. Yeah, it is. Yeah. But in all, in all seriousness, Daryl Bevel gets a B. Gotcha. Okay. Only thing holding back from the A is the tight end. Well, good. Fair. All right. Well, that was our report card for the Detroit Lions this year and their position groups. Yep. Going to type that up. Going to post it. Going to tweet it. I'll send that, it to uh, you. You can tweet it from the Motown Rundown account. Am I going to be getting quotes on that? Are you going to be? What's how's it? How's it going? So now? it's just going to be like you know, the, it's going to it's going to say Motown Rundown colon Detroit Lions report card, okay. and then it's going to just be run through the position groups, and it's going to say, you know, Bally Collins Rabinowitz, you know, and then what we said. About every, maybe not everything that we said, but just like a nice little snippet of we why you gave him the grade. You we should have done like who gets like the tension and like who gets who's no. like gets the gold star. Who's Next the line week, leader? No, stop. <laughs> That's so like bleacher <laughs> report. The line leader, <laughs> the line yeah. leader of the week. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess that's it, huh? That's yeah. our Lions season wrap up right there. Okay. Should we end the show? Yes, we should. Are you, you got somewhere to be, Collins? No, I'm just very hungry. I've had a I'm very long day. Too. Oh, wait, hey, see, now that we're recording at 8 o'clock on Wednesday, we get you out of here for Burrito Wednesday, Collins. Yay. And with that, that's all for today's episode of the Motown Rundown. For Trent Bailey and Ryan Collins, I'm Ryan Rabinowitz. Submit any questions, comments, or suggest topics for the show at Motown underscore Rundown on Twitter or on the Facebook page. I was, I, was, I was rolling. I don't think you've ever messed this up. Rolling. Yeah, ever. Or, ever. Or, on, or on Facebook at the Motown Rundown page. Do not miss a single episode of the Motown Rundown. We are now on iTunes and Spotify. New episodes every week. Thank you to our Facebook Live viewers. We will see you next time. have been listening to the Motown Rundown brought to you by Impact 89 FM WDBM. For all your Michigan State and Detroit sports coverage, visit impact89fm.org sports and don't forget to subscribe on iTunes.